Turn in your Bibles with me, the book of Psalms, chapter 46. Pastor called me today and um, asked me to preach tonight. Preachers are a lot like athletes. The way athletes stay sharp and strong and good at what they do is they do it often, every day. Stay physically trim and healthy. And I'm at a place in my ministry right now where those times are kind of spread out. And so today when Pastor called, I just had to change and shift gears and begin to talk to the Lord about where he'd have us to go tonight. And I just came down and plopped down in the office about three hours before church and said, okay, God, do your stuff. And, uh, you know, used to, I could just go to the office and open the Bible, and there it was. It's not like that these days, at least not all the time. But I'm thankful that the Lord has spoken a word to my heart for you tonight. And I feel like it's for more than one in this building tonight. The book of Psalms, chapter 46. To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Everybody says with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh the wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. And here's where I want to go tonight. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight from this thought. Simply be still. Be still. It's kind of one of the things that came to mind is if you're
parents here, you've got children and you've made a trip. And uh, you've got kids sitting back there all strapped in in their seat belts. You've started your journey and you get about 30 minutes out of town. And it starts. Are we there yet? And, uh, you know, in a nice way, we would say, be still or hush. But in today's vernacular, we would simply say, shut up! Selah. So as you put your Bibles down tonight, we're going to pray. And the Lord is speaking to the church tonight to say, I need you to be quiet so I can speak to you what I need to speak to you in this hour. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you because we know, God, that you're in every aspect of our life, that there's nothing, God, that you don't know. There's nowhere that you don't go with us. Tonight, God, we ask you to let your spirit minister by word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Clap your hands under the Lord. You may be seated. I just want to tell you tonight, it's time for you to take your hands off of it. Let me say it again. It's time for you to take your hands off of it. The Lord says as long as your hand is on it, I cannot deal with it. I cannot operate through it. But at the moment that you take your hands off of it, then I will be released to be able to do what I need to do. But as long as you try to control it, as long as you try to dictate to it, I cannot work the work that I desire to work. The Lord said, be still and know that I'm God. I'd just like to tell you tonight that it doesn't matter what you're going through. You say, well, that's kind of callous, Bishop, for you to say that. You you could at least care about what we're going through. I want you to hear me right now. I do care about what you're going through, but I want you to understand that there is nothing going on in your life or that you're going to face in the next few days, few months, few years of your life that God is not in. David began to write and he says to us, Be still and know that I am God. And then he says, God is defending his city and his people. Can I just tell you that it's time for you to quit fighting battles that you can't win and turn it over to Jesus And he'll work it out. Oh, I feel something in the Holy Ghost right there. I want you to realize that God is speaking to you 
individually and to this church collectively that it is time for us to stop striving. It's time for us to let go. And it's time for us to surrender. The chapter begins and ends with God is our refuge. I I, I want to encourage you tonight. I want to help you on this last Wednesday night of 2023. We're about to move in to a new time, a new year. And I want to encourage you that There are simply things that you must let go of and rest in God to provide, to help, and to strengthen, and to safely navigate you through that circumstance. Pastor mentioned this, I began, uh, I believe, over the weekend, but my mind went to it when God spoke this word into my heart. The scripture tells us in the book of Mark chapter 4, Jesus uses the words, peace, be still. And that exclamation is there for a reason. I, I was surprised and actually had to laugh when, when I... Uh, uh, understood the literal meaning of be still. You know, the story is told in Matthew and Luke and it, it portrays an extremely busy day. Jesus had worked his guts out, so to speak. He was healing people. He was casting out demons. He was preaching And while the scripture doesn't say this, the pictures painted that Jesus was exhausted and overwhelmed. How many know he was flesh? How many know he was God? His flesh got tired. His flesh hurt. His flesh felt pain. And so he looks at his boys and he says, look, we need, to, we need a boat. We need to get out of here for a little while. We need to make an escape. And so they got a boat and they got on that boat and on the journey, the way of escape, where it should have been peace and away from all of the hustle and bustle of ministering to others and and helping others and strengthening others and ministering to others. A place where there should have been rest. Jesus falls asleep. Let, let, let me show you how Jesus fights the battle. Some of you need to sleep instead of battle. Oh, I feel that. I said some of you need to rest 
Instead of trying to change the circumstances, if God be for us, who can be against us? And so, you know the story. There's a storm and the disciples are afraid for their lives. Now, I know this is a silly question. I, I, I realize that this is kind of elementary. Anybody ever heard that old song, he's got the whole world in his hands? The whole world in his hands? Now, I know you may be going through a little storm right now. You may be going through a little test or a little trial right now. But I want to tell you, it's time for you to be still. It's time for you to understand that you're in the hands of the God that created the universe and holds the world in His hand. And if He's got you in His hand, it's going to be all right. They were terrified because of the storm and they woke Jesus up. According to Mark's account, Jesus wasn't very happy about that. And in his frustration, he yelled, Peace be still. storm and the waves stopped in about six months. Stopped immediately. Look at your bishop right now. I want you to look at me right now. I know you may be going through some stuff. I know it may feel overwhelming to you and you don't know how to work it out. I know it may feel even hopeless at times, but I've come on this Wednesday night to tell you that the God of all glory whose name is Jesus has your situation under control. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He didn't bring you this far to let you drown in the storm. He didn't bring you here to this place to let you die in the middle of it all. But he's going to get you to where he wants you to go. But he needs you to just be still and let him work. Oh yeah, but but Bishop, I, I, I got to do this. I got to. No, you don't. You don't have to, because he will. Hush. Okay, I'll do the mean one. Shut up. Let him work. Oh, but what if? There are no what ifs. Watch. Listen to the word of God. It said all things. 
work together for good to them that love God. Come on, do you love God tonight? Them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Come on, I rise tonight on Wednesday night to tell somebody it's going to be all right. I said you're going to be okay. He's got you right in his sights right now. He just needs you to be still and let him be God. Are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. I feel like we're pretty close. But we're not there yet. And I feel like tonight that it would be the devil's great pleasure to get you to panic right now. It would be the devil's great pleasure to get you to get discouraged and to say, you know, it just isn't worth it anymore. Come on now. Ah, but I've come tonight to tell you, hush. I said, hush. You need to be still. God's working right now, even though you may not be able to see it, even though you may not feel it right now, even though you may not know how it's going to turn out. I've come to tell you on this Wednesday night, God's working it out in your life. You know, we, we live in a very busy world. And the busyness of our world causes anxious thoughts that we hold on to. You know, it's always, of course, we're past it now. Thank you, Jesus. Christmas is over. We're so glad you came. Rode yourself in flesh, and we celebrate that, but... You know, there's pressure tonight. I don't know who you are tonight. I, well, I do know who you are, but I don't know what you did in the last few weeks. But maybe your credit card is limited out. God forbid. But I want to tell you something. God can still help us. You may have gone through the holiday and your family acted ignorant. Uh, my wife and I met a little couple today in Wally World. And it was the wrong question to ask. Did you have a good Christmas? Because the first answer out of her mouth was no, it was terrible. Our kids didn't even show up at our house. So, the pressure of the world that we live in, it ought not be like it is, but it is what it is. And I, I want to tell you tonight that the enemy would like to keep you Distracted. Do you know? Do you know? Do you understand? It's been stated that we have upwards of 
50,000 thoughts a day. Always churning in our mind, thinking of something, somewhere, somehow. What do I need to do for this? What do I need to do for that? How can I fix this? Oh, how could that happen? My wife and I were driving along today, and, and uh, this is going to sound a little strange, but she said, I, I've, never, I've never seen so much death. I said, baby, we just pay a little bit more attention to it these days because we're getting closer to it. But if I die tomorrow, God's still in control. Come on, somebody help me right here. I said if all the banks close tomorrow, God's still in control. If they shut off my credit card tomorrow, God's still in control. Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody... God said, be still. Those thoughts aren't always pretty. You know, the ones like, I can't believe I I messed up. I'm an idiot. I can't do it. It's too hard. I'm a failure. I'm a fraud. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm going to help you with a little something. This is not my notes, and and I won't charge you any extra for it. I'm going to help you with something right here. I want you to be careful about what you let come out of your mouth. Watch this now. The Bible said that God created us in His image. Isn't that what that book says, Brother Jordan? Yeah. He created us in His image. Watch me right here. When you let things like that come out of your mouth, you know what you're doing? You're being critical of God's creation. I told you that was, that was pretty. I want you to understand something. You are not a failure. You are not an idiot. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, God just needs you to be still and let Him work in your situation and your circumstance. You're not too old and you're not too young. You just need to listen for the voice of God. We got to learn. We've got to learn as a church to tell our fearful and anxious thoughts to shut up. Just like Jesus calmed the sea, Jesus immediately asked His disciples, why are you so afraid? Why why are you so afraid? I'm going to ask you again. If you serve and love and believe That he's the God that created the earth, the moon, and the stars. And he holds it all in his hand. He controls the climate. Thank you, Jesus, for 50 degree days in December. 
He controls it all. He tells the waves how far to go. You can only come this far and you got to turn and go back. Oh, somebody help me. If he's got all of that, if he sees every sparrow that falls, do you think that he doesn't care about you? He doesn't care about what you're going through and he's not going to get you through it? I tell you that he is. And if anything else has been told to you, it is a lie from the pits of hell. Come on, somebody praise him. Why are you so afraid? Why, why do you have so little faith? This, this is what I want you to do right now. Close your eyes. And I want you to say this with me. Jesus, help me to quiet my mind. You know, shutting up the mind requires practice. How do I do that? Now, I'm not going to get off in some hooky spooky stuff right here. But I'm going to tell you how to do that. You need to get off somewhere and meditate on the Lord. You need to turn off the video games. All the young people said amen. You need to turn off the news. All the news hounds say amen. You need to turn off the sports. All the sports fans said amen. We need to get away from it all and be still and listen for the voice of God to speak to us in our circumstances and our situations. God will speak to you if you will listen. You know, the word meditation, it kind of freaks Christians out. But prayer and Bible reading are so important. I have this little thing on my phone that every morning I get a little ding and it brings me up the scripture of the day and a, and a little prayer. Now, I'm sure probably some Catholics wrote it or something. But it's still a nice little prayer and it has scripture in it and the scripture's right. And I try, to, I try to start my day with that. You say, well, it's just one scripture and one little prayer. You know what? That's a whole lot better starting my day that way than somebody cussing me out. Or me cussing somebody else out. What, what are you saying, Bishop? I'm trying to tell you something. God, God, I, I really feel like God specifically spoke this tonight. For this church, as we're moving into a new year, God is going to begin to try to speak some things into your minds and your lives and your hearts that are going to position you for what God has in store for this church in this next year. Listen, listen to this. The, the Bible speaks to us and helps us to understand 
that there's some things that we have not seen yet. There's some things that we have not experienced yet. And God has placed some of those things in your thoughts. And it's called an imagination. Watch me right here. You want to know what imagination is for? Imagination is for God put something in your mind and you pursue it until it's manifested and happens. Oh boy. That scare y'all? God has got some people in this church that he wants to raise up and use in a mighty way, but you have allowed things to distract you and things to disrupt your thinking and your life and your position in the kingdom to the place that the devil's got you like a, a, a ship in the middle of a storm and got you rocking and reeling and the only thing that your attention is on is the storm and right in the middle of the boat is the one that's able to step out on the bow of the ship and say, Peace! Be still! God. Pastor, I, I feel like God's going to raise up some new people in this church that are going to begin to feel an urgency in the Spirit and a call to things that heretofore have seemed too far to reach. And God said, if you'll be still and listen, I'm about to speak to you and give you direction and I will take you there. How, how, how does that happen? You know, when we think about meditation, Jesus left the crowd and he went to meditate John the Baptist left the crowd and he went to meditate now I'm not talking about you know that I'm talking about they went to get their head on straight they went to get all the activity of the world out of their heads so that they could be focused on the things of the kingdom. I'm trying to help somebody. God wants you to start getting your mind on the things of the kingdom. Don't worry about what's going on in this world. You're not going to change it. It's going to happen how it's going to happen. But God's got his church in his hand. God is the God. of our, He's our refuge. You know, a lot of people are intimidated by silence. Si Here's why. Silence can cause you to address issues that you might be running from. I like silence, Pastor. I like it. I, this is going to sound really silly to you and and. This is this is has nothing to do with my wife. But I I have I have an RV sitting in my in my yard and there are times when I just slip out in right now I just slip out there and kick on the furnace and just sit in my RV 
and think and meditate. There's times when it's just good just to come down here and sit on a chair in the sanctuary. No lights, nothing. Just in the presence of the Lord meditating upon God. Getting your thoughts upon God. Come on, somebody. Listen, you're not going to change things in your life. You've got to have God's help. You're not going to be able to handle them on your own. You need God. And so, it's easy to fill every day with busyness and then block out concerns through hours of mind-numbing television viewing, internet surfing, iPhone searching. Man. Boom! If I wouldn't break it, I'd drop it. Reading magazines. None of those activities are bad. But if they're used to fill a void, that's not being filled over time, the toil will manifest itself in the form, listen to me right here, of lost relationships. Well, I just can't feel God like I used to. How long has it been since you've been still? How long has it been since you separated yourself from friends, family, and just went, you and God, together and be still and let Him speak to you? Oh, I feel something right here. I feel like God is wanting to move some in this church to a place where he can speak to you because he's got something in mind for you. I, I watch I watch people everywhere I go. You know, even, even this weekend, and I'm not I'm not being mean, I'm not being critical. I, I know we all do it, and I'm guilty as the next, but I, I, I watch people in restaurants. They walk in, the greeter greets them. Some of them are on their phone then. They sit down at the table to eat. The waiter or waitress can barely get there until they're both got their phone flipped up and looking at their phone. And the whole meal, literally the whole meal, they never look up. Now, if you do that to a human being that you're supposed to be in relationship with, you can't tell me you won't do that to God. Oh, I know this is the last Wednesday night. But I'm telling you, God's trying to prepare us for what's about to take place in this church. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that this year is going to be a year of transformation and harvest like this church has never seen. 
There are going to be new ministries that are birthed and born in this place, not outside these walls. God's going to use some of you that the devil's lied to you and told you you're an idiot, you're a failure, you have nothing to offer, you, you're insignificant, you're unimportant. The devil has lied to you and told you that. And God said, if you'll just be still and listen for my voice, I'm going to tell you who you can be and what you can be. Lost relationships, lost opportunities, lost dreams of never being fulfilled when we get distracted. Let let me suggest something to you tonight. The next time you have fearful and anxious thoughts that are raging in your violent storm, just do what Jesus did. Silence those thoughts. By saying, peace, be still. When you need strength and help, let go. Climb up in the bow of the ship and take a nap. And when you wake up, the storm's going to be over. And you're going to be on the other side. Be still and know. That I'm God. I want to take you to the book of Psalms chapter 4. And I'm going to come to a close quickly. But I, I feel like God gave me this at the end of my preparing for somebody here tonight. Psalms chapter 4. To the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm of David. Hear me when I call, O God. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn? Jesus. My glory into shame. How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing Selah? I I, I want to, I need to somehow get this in your spirit tonight because there's some parts of this that I, I feel like God wants us to understand and get in our hearts and our minds like never before. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that Too many of us are missing what God has in store for us. We're missing where God wants us to be. And I believe that God's going to speak that to you tonight. But know that the Lord has set apart him. That is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed 
and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. I've come tonight to tell you that the Lord wants to bless you like never before. Say, oh, that's pretty broad, Bishop. No, you don't understand. This is where it's going to happen. As the psalmist said, lay your head down and rest. The Lord said tonight that if you will rest in Him, He will handle the details of your circumstance and your situation. There will be a healing and a mending There will be a restoration and a renewal. There will be an opening of effectual doors of ministry unto you as you rest in me. I will take from you the things that heretofore have hindered you, but now I will release unto those that will Afford me the privilege to be the God of your refuge. I will work the miraculous in your life. And I will turn it around for your favor. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Let's stand together. Be still, be still, be still, be still. Oh, come on, somebody lift your hands to the Lord. Be still. He's about to help you. He's about to speak to you. He's about to work in your circumstance. Don't get anxious. Be still. Be still. Come on, I want you to ask the Lord right now to just begin to clear your mind. Come on, I want you to right now to just begin to ask God, God, I I ask you to clear my mind. I'm going to trust you. No matter what the circumstances are, I speak peace. Peace. Come on, say it. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. In my circumstance, in my situation, peace, be still. Come on. The devil's not going to win. The enemy's not going to prevail. God is going to raise you up. 
as an instrument of revival and righteousness in this last day. God's going to use this church to perpetuate apostolic revival in this city and around the world because we've decided to be still.